What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the channel. It's been a it's been a little minute, but you know we're back with the fun content since the draft. How you doing, John? Man, I I'm also I was jamming out to your music, man. I was starting to feel it a little bit. I was I was a little tired earlier in the day, but now I'm ready to go to war with my man Rohan and excited to see how this is going to go out because we did this last year. And it was a blast. Yeah, man, and I know. The chat always loves, you know, the all offense, all defense drafts gets to pick themselves who they believe is the better roster and pick with us. I'm sure it's going to be a blast. And yeah, I mean, love the intro. It's the thing that kind of, you know, gets your juices flowing right before we get to the real content. I love it. I love it, man. And, and I like that the settings changed. You know, you're, you're, you're not at your place of higher education, I will say. Uh, but uh, yeah. glad to be here with you, Rohan. Exactly. Back home here. Got to step out of the 49ers locker room for the offseason. We'll go back for the real season. But back at home, having a good time and uh, glad to glad to get it on. Let's go. Let's go. So how are we going to do this, man? What, what's the Rohan sets this up because he's much smarter than I. That's not saying much, but he's very intelligent because um, last year we did a couple different ways. How do we want to set this up? So, guys, the rules for today. We are going to start with the offense, as the title says. We're going to be drafting, essentially, a full 11-man roster on each side. We're going to go with a quarterback, a running back. Do you want to go with three receivers? Maybe we should flex it just so somebody can get Kyle Juszczyk, where it could be like a running back, tight end, or wide receiver. I don't know. I what think do that think? that's a good idea, because I, we might have done a flex last year. I forget. But we'll go quarterback, running back, two wideouts, a tight end, and a flex. So essentially Ooh. five skill position players as there are normally on the field. And then we're going with a full offensive line. Now, again, this one's going to be tough, right? The 49ers don't necessarily have 22 starting caliber players on the offensive side. Last year, though, I remember when we did our defense, we crafted some pretty damn good teams, even with the 11-player uh, arsenal. But this one's going to be a fun exercise. Yeah, it's I think one of my favorite things that I remember taking away from is this shows you where the 49ers have the most depth, but also exposes the areas where, look, you are one or two position players to you're going to be in trouble. And so yeah. I'm curious to see how it's going to shake out, but um, we'll see how it goes, man. So, so I'm pumped about this. Now, you got to go first. You got to. You're the man. And I will to start the show off before I do, though. Do want to give a quick shout out to everybody that's tuned in the hashtag CC gang. I see Supreme 69 in here coming in first. Appreciate you. I see some food talk in the chat. That's cool with uh, our guys, Shad J and don't bother me, Jesse 49ers faithful, Paul and the rest of the crew. Thank you all for tuning in on this fine Thursday afternoon. But if I'm going first, this is a tough one, right? Because, again, this is a fantasy-style draft. We're trying to draft the best teams. But I think for me, the first pick for me is a no-brainer. It's the best player on the 49ers. Maybe not the most valuable because of different impacts with the offense, but the best outright player. And I got to go and secure the most important position in football, or second most, which is the left tackle position on offense. And that is Trent Williams. Yeah, I, I think he just had to be the number one pick. Now, I, I'm curious. At some point, we'll have to do the full team, and I think yeah. that's where to get interesting if you want to get into the you know Nick Bosa, Trent Williams talk, but I don't even think it's close. I, I think it's Trent Williams, then a rather large gap, 
Um, and then you get into kind of a plethora of guys. Now, we decided to do a snake draft, right? So because Rohan went first, I get the next two picks. Then Rohan gets two picks. So we kind of get to strategize a little bit uh, on the way in which you want to construct the team. Um, and I'm going to go against almost everything I believe in the common draft where you go with these premium oh. level positions like you did. I'm not going to go premium level positions. Uh, I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey, a running back. I'm, it's, wow. it's almost like Dan Campbell has stepped inside my brain head and is making these picks. So I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. Ooh, and my thinking behind these ones. two players is they have some of the largest drop-off behind them. Um, whether that's a correct statement or not, I don't know. But it, the thing with CMC, difference maker, as soon as he showed up, everything changed. And my thing that I kept telling everybody last year, Christian McCaffrey impacts Kittle more than anybody else because now you're putting those linebackers in this crazy tension position where do you key the running back, and if that's the case, now you've got Kittle behind you. And there's, it's not a surprise that he scored his career best touchdowns last year, and I think that's going to continue. So CMC, George Kittle, I like the turnaround, not premium positions, but I got some playmakers. And I love the selection because, remember, this is the 49ers, right? It's not necessarily the premium positions that provide you the most value always. This has been seen as one of the most quarterback-friendly offenses Obviously, right. I went Trent Williams first for the reasons that John pointed out. The drop-off behind him, I think you had to go with the value there. But I've said it many times, Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion, was the team's offensive MVP last year. And so to, to bring him here, obviously, to get him at your running back position, I think he impacts the game for the 49ers in so many different ways, even when he's especially when he's not touching that football. Yeah. I, I well said. You said it better than I did. Not a shocker there. <laughs> and now I'm stuck with a an interesting predicament. Do I go with the skill position players to match John? Do I solidify my offensive line, or do I pick a quarterback? And so I've got a couple of options here. I think that I want to just you know put a little hammer in you. The first selection that I'm going to make is going oh. to be Aaron Banks. I want to go <laughs> with the two strongest 49ers <laughs> offensive linemen. I think I've got to take Aaron Banks here, and that takes one of my spots. And the second guy that I'm going to take, I've singled it out, and I don't want you to take two receivers and have McCaffrey and George Kittle and the top two receivers. I'm going with the guy who I believe in the most at the receiver position. That's Brandon Ayuk. Oh, that's beautiful. So, yeah, if we're looking at teams, you've got Ayuk and two stout, stout offensive linemen, by far the best, too. And, you know, Aaron Banks, I felt last year, was the most reliable offensive lineman we had. Uh, Trent Williams missed a little bit of time. Uh, Banks missed one game, but, man, he was he was awesome. Um, and so Ayuk, Williams, Banks, that's nice. Now, I got McCaffrey and Kittle. Now, I got to take the easy layup. I got to take Debo. That's got to be my first pick. Then I got a strategy over here and figure out what I want to do with my next one. But so that leaves me with CMC, Debo Kittle. So I've got the playmaking down. I feel very, very good about that. At some point, I've, I've got to I've got to make this offensive line somewhat sustainable. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the other guard. I'm going to go Spencer Burford. 
who I'm really, really high on. And I'm just going to plug him in at right guard. Uh, I got to get some O-linemen. And it, it kind of hurts taking the third best O-linemen. But I do think Burford's closer to Banks than further away. So I, I'm not upset with this. So now I've got – I'm cool with this. CMC, Debo, Kittle, Spencer Burford. A little bit of balance, but mostly skill guys. These are two good picks. I mean, Spencer Burford would have been on my board even though I took two offensive linemen if you hadn't taken them. And, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle is a hell of a hell of a unit. I don't know about my second pick just yet, but this first pick might surprise some people, and it's also going to be an out-of-position player, but I don't want John to get him and just secure <laughs> the group of players. So at my tight end position, I'm going to go with a flex option instead. A guy who's played that, you know, he's played in a bunch of different roles, a blocking role, he's played as a receiver, and I think that if he was utilized as a tight end, he'd have a ton of production in this offense, and that's Kyle Juszczyk. I know uh... we've got some rookies in there, but I, I, I feel most confident with Kyle Juszczyk at the helm, and I don't want you to take him out your flex position. You took the juice. That's you took guy. the juice. And you put him at tight end, which is even more interesting. Yeah, Ooh. I wanted to save that Ooh. flex spot. I think there are a couple of players I can utilize later on there, even, even a potential tight end that we have on the roster. But you capitalized on the drop-off with Kittle. I want to make sure there's not as big of a drop-off. I'm going to go with Kyle Juszczyk there. And now I'm left with a predicament because I could go ahead and really strengthen that offensive line and take one of the uh, you know, one of the guys that are still a starter on this team. Or I could try and bridge the gap between the skill position players. And this is a tough one for me. I think right now I'm going to go, though, and get another offensive lineman. I think I'm going to go with Jake Brendel here. I'm not the biggest oh. Jake Brendel fan necessarily, but I think that he had a solid year. I think it's hard to deny he had a solid year last year for the 49ers. Continuity is a thing, and the 49ers really, really trust that center position. Jake Brendel's there for a second year. I think he's going to have a solid second year, especially with continuity on both sides of the line for him. I like that left side of my offensive line for now. It's it's pretty formidable. And so, like, you can tell the way you're building your team. Trent Williams, Aaron Bates, Jake Brindle, Kyle Juszczyk. You're just going to run the ball down people's the student body left. That, that's what you need to be running right there, man, uh, with Ayuk. So, I do think it's interesting. Neither one of us has taken a quarterback. No. I really no. haven't even talked about it too much. And I think a lot of that has to do with, well, we both – there's two quarterbacks we like. And so that that's interesting to me. Um, one of the ones I would not have guessed. Now, there's a lot of guys I really like here. I think I'm going to go John Feliciano first. At now, which position do you like him? Oh, I'd assume at center, or do you want him at left guard? I'm going to put him at center, and I might regret that with how this goes. But, you know, now I've got John Feliciano, I've got Spencer Burford, and I'm going to stick to the line. I'm going Colton McKivitz out at right tackle. So you built the left, I built the right. Put us together, we complete each other, Rohan. I've been saying it for years. Uh, you complete me. You complete me. And that's a good pick because I would have definitely gone with McKivitz. And that's funny because all the talk around McKivitz this offseason is obviously the question marks. But I think there is a significant drop-off at tackle 
after the yes. two starters. And I think that was a must for you there. I think now I'm going to go with some interesting selections here. And so I know you've got that receiver spot. You've got that flex spot. I think you think your offensive line now has built up. And so I'm going to go with two very interesting players here. I trust the You'll receiver take position both for later. No. <laughs> Put Trey Lance in tight end. That was an interesting one. Put Trey Lance as my flex. He's the he's the new uh, he's the new hybrid Taysom Hill player. But instead, I'm gonna go with Elijah Mitchell here at the running back spot. But it's because I'm also going Jordan Mason at my flex. I want both Ooh. running backs in this offense. And you said it. I'm here to build uh, build that running game. I don't want either of those players gone with your flex spot. Got to take both, have a two-headed monster, and increase the weapons here on this team. It is an absolute powerhouse. Elijah Mitchell, Kyle Juszczyk, Jordan Mitchell, or Mason, like you, it just, yeah, you have, your team has a purpose. You know what I mean? And it just, it comes across very, very easily. Man, I like this. I like this. All right, my turn. I'm going back to the wide receiver position. I'm taking third and Juwan, pairing him up with Debo. Juwan Jennings, and then I'm going tackle spot. I'm putting Matt Pryor. I am just getting all of the backup flex guys. I think he's going to be the swing tackle, and you know I believe in Colton McKivitz, but a big reason why I think the 49ers didn't draft a tackle is because they believe in Matt Pryor. So that if Colton McKivitz lives up to the hype, great. If he doesn't, man, Matt Pryor and John Valenciano, who I got both of them, they are the definition of, kind of replacement level starters that can step in and give you some decent play. I like that pick. And I think, I mean, you got probably the third best tackle on the team in that prior. I don't know if there's really too much competition there. And this is where I've got to get a little interesting. Now you've taken obviously Jawan Jennings off the board, the receiver number three, I'm going to go with an interesting selection here and also a little bit of movement. So at right guard, you got Spencer Burford. I'm not going to go Nick Sakel. I'm actually going to go Jason Poe here at right Ooh. guard. I liked Ooh. him at a training camp last year, and I think that, you know, he's a guard center prospect, and he's played at guard this offseason. And he's played at left guard, but he could also play right guard. I like him there. The reason, though, that I'm not going Nick Sakel at right guard, I'm going to be flexing him out to tackle. Zakel has had some issues with snapping this uh, this summer, and he's a developmental prospect who the 49ers believed could play center. But the intrigue about Zakel was that he's a five-position player. He played all five positions at some point in the pre-draft process, played tackle in college um, over there, where uh, uh, obviously in college at Fordham, I believe. Um, so he has good tackle experience. That's probably his most experienced position. But then again, he was transitioned to guard and center here in the NFL. The reason I'm going with it, I like the athleticism. You're going to be giving up some a good amount in pass protection. I don't think his anchor is that strong. But I think his anchor um, not being as strong helps him more on the outside than the inside. And I like the athleticism to where you can develop him into a run-dominant um, uh, offensive tackle where he'll move a little better than some of the guys on the outside. That's why I'm going with it. Obviously not as strong of a right side as you have, but I think that it matches up well. And I think that that's the two positions that I've got to go here. I like it. I like it. And so now we're getting on the back end. I'm finally, I really wanted you to take a quarterback first, Rohan, and I'm a little disappointed you did it. 
but that's okay because I got a plan in mind. Okay. Now, Uh-oh. this does not mean that I think this should be the quarterback, but with the way I'm going to build this team, I'm excited about it. And I'm looking at your team. I don't want you to have him. I'm taking Trey Lance here because I do go. not want the run powerhouse that you have built with your line and your skill. I don't want that. That scares me. So I'm taking Trey Lance and I'm pairing him with the ultimate Trey Lance player for my flex spot. I'm taking Danny Gray. And so I'm going to be running three wide receiver sets and I'm going to be chunking the ball deep. Also important to note, this will be the first time that Trey Lance has played with Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. And George Kittle. He didn't have George Kittle for those first five quarters last season. So, um, yeah, I, I can't believe I did it. I wasn't planning on doing it. But whenever I was looking at those flex spots, I was like, man, I really want Danny Gray, but not if I'm going to be getting Brock Purdy. I just don't think those players mesh well. So, uh, yeah, swinging for the fits is here. Y'all could uh, roast me in the chat. That's okay. And so I've got the last two here before you go with your last selection. That makes my quarterback decision a little easier. Brock Purdy, yeah, obviously. You, you were smart. You were smart. <laughs> and you are right. Trey Lance with this team obviously fits well. You've got Brandon Ayuka, good deep threat that would thrive with Trey Lance. You've got, obviously, the run threat, which, you know, with that zone read offense could be helpful. But I think Purdy also fits well here. He obviously um, was the catalyst at the end of the season. Brandon Ayuk, I think, is going to get a lot of opportunity in this offense because my second option will be Ray Ray McLeod. He's going to be used in a Debo Samuel role. Debo yeah. Samuel obviously um, was, you know, that type of guy for the 49ers, the, the screen guy, a, a ton of screens last year, a ton of uh, action closer to the line of scrimmage. I'm going to use Ray Ray McLeod in that role and have Brandon Ayuk work the intermediate type of the field with Brock Purdy at the helm. But you're right. This is going to be a run heavy team and we've got players who can fit that. You know, uh, Brandon Ayuk has experience with jet sweeps. Ray Ray McLeod as well at times last year had a 71 yard touchdown off a jet sweep. So we've got a lot of action here. I think that uh, that team will be able to fit well. Yeah, I like it. And I see shot Jay. JP Mason's off the board. Rohan pulled a rope and dope on me and took him away. So uh, I can't get him. I'm a little upset, but I got CMC. So that's the good news. I did not see you getting three running backs. But uh, all right, this is my last pick here. Uh, Left guard. And I think that this guy, when they drafted him, they said he should play guard. Did they put him at tackle? Did they said they want him to go back to guard? Did they put him at tackle again? I'm going Jalen Moore. Uh, Let's go. Jalen Moore, he's coming at left guard. guard. I do not like my O-line. I can already tell it's a weakness. But... I do like my five players, if that makes sense. I've got to play it in some weird spots because I, I like Matt Pryor at right tackle more than left tackle. I like Jalen more at right tackle more than anything else. Valenciano, I like at guard more. It's a weird lineup. If I'm going to be critical of my own roster construction here, the line is sketchy. And, I mean, Jalen Moore, here's what I'll say. I am not a fan of him at tackle, but I am a fan of him at guard. I was a fan of him when he got drafted, specifically if he was going to be implemented at guard. And that's the thing for me. I thought that, you know, guard would have been a better suited thing. And we also saw some glimpses, right? We heard Jalen Moore, if you play him at right guard, I mean, uh, when he was in OTAs last year, he was the first team right guard. But unfortunately, Trent Williams, he obviously didn't play as much during camp. Mike McGlinchey, 
uh, working back from the injury uh, last year with the torn quadriceps. What does that mean? You need guys to play out there at tackle with the first team. And so Moore was kicked out to tackle because of the depth concerns. And you just didn't have enough bodies to play at tackle. Um, and so you have Moore and McKibbins playing at tackle last year. Took Jalen Moore away from that guard role, which hopefully he can return to at some point. At some point. They're so deep at guard. Like, that's the thing. You have a guard starting at right tackle. Like, I, there's just so many guys in that middle. I have a guard starting at center. So, like, it, it's just they like guards. And it, the funny thing is, oh, yeah. when they did the undrafted free agents, they picked up two more guards. They didn't even pick up a tackle. No. Nope. Um, and, yeah. again, they were players that were versatile, right? Joey Fisher, um, a guy, and I believe Il Manning, right, was the second guy. Yep. And Joey Fisher, he played tackle at Shepard, but they prefer him at guard, um, potentially even center. Same with Bill Manning. He's a guy who they believe can slot in at guard or center. Yeah, it's it's different. Now, if I'm looking at your team, I, I love what you built. I, I like how physical of a team you got. The line, you, you got me in the line. It's not even close. The skill position is a little much. Like, you're going to be a ground to pound. Yeah. Which were you hoping to get Trey Lance with that setup? Was that kind of the plan? I was. I was. I thought that Trey Lance, Trey Lance, I believe, is going to be a, would have been a better fit for my team. Uh, understanding, you know, you've got the ground and pound, and you've also got the deep threat in Ayuk to where you know you you work the essentially you're working the long range and you're working the short range. That's kind of how I was uh, implementing this team. But I still think that the ground and pound can work um, behind a solid offensive line. We're going to be doing what the 49ers did a little bit in, uh, at, at portions of the last season, but also in 2021. We're running to one side of the offensive line, and we're going to get six yards of carry. But then we won't we won't touch the right side. We'll, we'll just continue. We'll just go. Everything <laughs> is to the left side. Counteraction, we're going to the left side. We'll fake to the right. We'll go to the left misdirections all to the left side that's the that's the that's the way we're going to be running the foot uh, running the football there i like it now just for the audio listeners who can't see the screen uh just i'll go through my team real quick and then i'll go through uh, rohan will let him go through his um so i've got offensive line this is my concern right right tackle colton mckivitz right guard spencer burford center john Valenciano, left guard jalen moore left tackle matt Pryor. then my skill position players which i think is the strength of my team. Trey Lance, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Juwan Jennings, George Kittle, Danny Gray. That's the strength for sure. Now, Rohan, walk us through your team. Yeah, so my offensive line was where I looked to build this team. Going from left to right, at left tackle, we've got Trent Williams, left guard Aaron Banks, center Jake Brendel, right guard Jason Poe, and then a surprise at right tackle, Nick Sakel. Then in the skill position players with my quarterback, we've got Brock Purdy as the uh, as the man behind the quarterback. We've got Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason in a two running back set. And then at receiver, we've got Brandon Ayuk and Ray Ray McLeod to pair with my tight end, Kyle Juszczyk. Kyle can do it all. Kyle can play quarterback. He can play O-line. He can do everything. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's how it is. All right, so before me and John break down the depth of the team at these positions, go ahead, guys, in the chat. You know what the drill is. Are we going Team John today? Are we going Team Rohan today? 
We've got two options, two very kind of differently built teams, but two very intriguing teams that got a ton of talent at several positions. So what are we thinking today, Chet? Yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I don't like I, – I could argue for either team. I'm curious to see what yeah. they'll say. But, yeah, we could kind of argue for both teams. It, and I think, man, just looking at this, where's the biggest weakness, right? Because you've got two quarterbacks. You've got four running backs. You've got four wide receivers. Like, there's there's just there's, – there's a lot of depth, man. There's a lot of depth. Yeah, I mean, like looking at this, right? Again, you you're primarily looking at the starters, obviously, when you look at a team. When you look, though, you've got quarterback. Quarterback depth is clearly there. At running back, well, there were three selected in this drill, and the 49ers. I mean, they we didn't even take a guy like uh, TDP, obviously, um, who 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 could see a breakout, but he's he's there as depth. I mean, we took three running backs that we felt confident that can play a role in 2023. And normally, you know, the 49ers like a core of three three running backs, and so that's the way that it is. Receivers wise, you pointed out, right? Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel um, are there, and then we got the safer options in Jawan Jennings and Ray Ray McLeod and the deep threat in Danny Gray. The five who I believe will make the team, solid tight end, and then offensive line, you know, while it's scattered, obviously, between the two teams, you've got strong options on both teams. My question is, Jason Poe and Nick Zakil, which one of those two guys are going to see the field first? Because neither one of them has played. That is a good question. And obviously, to me, I don't know if they've got a role to playing in 2023 either these were obviously seen as uh future investments with mm. a sixth rounder in zakel and a uh obviously an undrafted free agent in jason poe the way that i look at it right now i would argue that just with the way the 49ers have implemented them in practice and with the positions i would argue that nick zakel has the earlier trajectory at the moment although i believe jason poe is the better player right now the reason being it seems pretty clear right now the 49ers are trying to mold Nick Zakel into a center. Obviously going yeah. through some growing pains. Grant Cohn of Sports Illustrated uh, reported how he, there were some snapping issues uh, during practice at OTAs open to the media. But it seems they want to mold him at center. Jake Brendel's deal is a two-year deal. But they could, you know... They could see some competition next year if Sakel uh, proves to be a, com a competent option at the position. I think that center right now, to me, is the position that seems the seems like that could be the earliest to move on uh, yeah. in terms of with the guys on the team. Because I think at tackle, you're going to have to draft somebody. Yeah, well said. It, my thing with Jason Poe is anytime they show the group standing together, you're just like, oh, who's that little guy? Like, I mean, he's just literally shrunken. Like, he's just smaller. Now, he's strong as all get out, and he moves amazing. But when he's just standing next to the old line guys, it's like, oh, look at this guy. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a little shorter. He's, I mean, he's listed at 6'1" probably say he's six foot and then he's probably six foot like around 290 pounds something yeah. like that if we're being honest he's a lot stronger than his weight and height size indicates that's for sure but that height certainly you know that's the that was probably the biggest reason he went undrafted that size and height uh, he's a three technique or a fullback that's all i'm saying <sighs> 
Ah, oh, that 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 that'd be funny. Imagine seeing, you know, imagine just seeing them overall. Just you know, we you plug them in at defense for a, a couple right? of plays. Just throw them in there. Just throw them in there. You know, he's he's probably got some uh some nice moves there. Then throw him in at fullback. Let him get a tutty. And then uh you know, in, in victory formations, throw him in there at a guard or center. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. I, I'm team Jason Poe, but I was. I was th- I always thought center or bust with them, but they haven't even worked them out of center. Like they seem to just nope. put them at guard. And I, I guess I they believe it. in him enough at guard there. Yeah. Yeah. He won practice squad player of the year, him and Quantrest Knight, right? So I uh, hope that one of those two guys, if not both, uh kind of make a little thing. Now, when we do the defense of one of this next week or the following week, we gotta save this. So make sure you save this, you know, two thousand one Excel spreadsheet so that we could uh we we could go back and compare our teams uh, together and see who, who does there. Yeah. But actually, no, I'm going to scratch that. I want to take that away because I want to see how we do defensive wise. But then we got to wipe the slate because I would have a completely different strategy if it was all defense, all uh, offense. That makes sense. I'll be that taking Jake sense. Moody with then- my third pick. That's all I'm saying. Oh, hashtag okay. sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If you if you had Cal in this uh, conversation, he probably would take Jake Moody with that third uh, overall pick. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Hey man, we'll see. You need a kicker. You need a kicker. I'll happily take Zane Gonzalez with my last pick. That's what I'll say. There you go. That's right, man. That's right. Don't want to get too zany out there. I'm glad some people. Thank you, Shot Jay. He he's laughing at me in the comments. I appreciate that. I I need that. Oh. If Kyle was in this conversation, though, let's just do it for fun. If Kyle was in this conversation, what position goes off the board first? Running back or kicker? CMC. He would take well, CMC actually, first. Let, let, let's do different. Running back or quarterback? <laughs> what do you think Kyle would take first? If he was guaranteed to get the leftover quarterback, he'd take the quarterback. But, like, if you look at it, like – Elijah Mitchell went the sixth round. Jake Moody went three rounds ahead of where they drafted. So, like, if I'm looking at this, okay, they drafted a kicker before Brock Purdy went, before Elijah Mitchell went, uh, before Juwan Jennings went, Juwan Jennings, before George yeah. Kittle went, before George Mason, before Danny Gray by like two picks. Um, before Kyle Uzcheck definitely didn't go. Jalen Moore, yeah, before Kyle Uzcheck, before Jake Brindle. Before Jason Poe, before Spencer Burford, before Nick Sakil, before Colton McKivitz. So that's 13 players out of our 22. Jake Moody went before all of them. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this is going to be one that a lot of people end up, you know, there's going to be a lot of comparisons. I'm not a person to regularly compare a person with his draft class in comparison to the rest of the class. I, I like to compare compare to where that draft slot is. But Jake Moody is going to be one where you're going to do a lot of comparisons. And I mean, they might not always make sense, but if one receiver or, you know, if a position of need, maybe a tackle, one of those tackles that went right after Jake Moody have a good career, you're always going to be, you know, considering it you're definitely always going to be in the back of my mind damn i could have gotten you know a franchise right tackle right there and um that's an issue that the 49ers are facing yeah and that's just the way the draft is and it's it's always funny you know i was my last episode i was doing the worst of the worst building an offense out of like the worst players the niners have ever drafted all the way back to like 58 
and it was bad. And I realized, man, we took Josh Garnett and traded the pick that became Chris Jones. We could have had Patrick Mahomes. Instead, we took Solomon Thomas. And then we took um, Vance McDonald over Travis Kelsey. And it was like the heart and soul of what the Chiefs are. We not only had the opportunity to pick all three of them, but we even traded assets and pick to jump ahead and get worse players twice out of that, which uh, you could do that with most teams. But yeah, it hurt. It hurt. It hurt. Yeah, man. It's hurt. Even in some recent years, you know, you, you could point out some cases. Uh, obviously, Javon Kinlaw is one that a lot of people point to in recent memory. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm excited for the defense one, though, because obviously the 49ers, they're still pretty damn deep at, at, on the offensive side, but I remember last year the defensive side. You're gonna you're gonna be able to get some guys at every position. You talk about you talk about the D line, right? D line's always deep. Linebacker, you've got some intriguing prospects at linebacker, and then in the secondary, I mean, you might not be as deep in the secondary necessarily, but you still got some players in the right. backup. Right. Jair Brown gonna be one of them for sure. Yeah, and it's weird because. I understand that they lost guys. They lost three defensive ends. But it seems like what they lost in depth, they got in quality with Javon Hargrave, and then they just started stacking secondary players. And so if you're looking at just the 2022 defense, which was number one in the NFL in points scored, yards allowed, almost every single metric, compared to the 2023 defense and what it will be, I don't think it's – I think almost everybody would take what's coming over what they had last year, which is scary. How could you be the best maybe in the past decade in the NFL and see improvement? Whew. I mean, yeah, you're right. Like that's that, that's a good way to put it, right? Like be the best the best defense and see improvement. And obviously, you know, teams are bound for aggression anyway in defense and things like that. But I can tell you some stuff that's going to improve. The 49ers, I believe, ranked 13th in sack rate. That should improve in 2023 with Javon Hargrave. That was the point of that signing, improving those sack rate numbers, that pressure number, pressure rate numbers. And, you know, some 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 areas will likely uh, slip a little bit, but other areas do improve. And that's the that's the year-to-year turnaround that the 49ers face. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm seeing the I got challenged by Donald Johnson. He says, I just saw this. <laughs> shot Jay, maybe you should do a shot contest with John every time the Niners score. You both have to drink a shot. We will not remember. Uh that post game show will be rough. Uh we've had some rough post game shows in our lifetime, but uh yeah, I might have to turn on subtitles just so everybody understands what I'm saying. I don't think subtitles will get you either, man. I think subtitles will be talking some wild something. And they're gonna I mean that would be a fun movie though. That would be a fun uh I I feel for the producer of whoever's gonna produce that show, but that would be a fun one. That's funny, man. That's awesome. I appreciate the chat, guys. You guys are killing it over there, which I really, really like. But but yeah, this was we fun. had some food talk earlier. We had this. Yeah, a fun, fun one today. Oh man. I keep checking out your team and trying to poke holes in it so I feel better about what I did, and I'm struggling. I keep going back to the right side of your offensive line. That's it. Everywhere else is pretty freaking solid, man. But, hey, I mean, you drafted a team where you can play at the line of scrimmage, and you can also have – you got some uh, improvisers. You know, McCaffrey, Debo, you can play at the line of scrimmage with them. 
Lance is obviously there at quarterback. That helps absolve of some of those issues on the O-line. And, uh, I mean, you've got a deep threat to where when your O-line, you know, the couple of plays where that right side sticks – or, sorry, the left side sticks together, you launch a deep shot and things like that. Still think your offense cooks. Yeah, well, I, I think so. I, I, I'm still disappointed. I'm a little disappointed. If I would have got okay. we get everything would have been okay, but you took him from me. Had to think that way, but I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that uh, the fortunes change when we get to the defense. Remember, John has the first pick next week. I think we have a pretty clear, clear designation of who that first pick you is. You write be. that in pin, buddy. That one is in pin. It's like, you know, I, I know we don't talk uh, NBA too much, but it's like the Spurs drafting Wembenyama. It's just all re- like you can send the card in. It's already there. I'm sure I'm going to be seeing Nicholas John Bosa next week with that number one pick. But 1, we'll save the excitement there for next week or the week after, whenever me and John record next. Any last thoughts before we head on out of here, my man? No, this is a fun exercise. It's You know, we're in this time period now where – you're trying to find fresh ways or new ways to look at the roster and the team as a whole. And I think that this did a really good job of uh, doing that. Part of me wants to know, okay, like we did 22. What if we got, what if we did three teams? What if we got like Wayne on here or somebody else? Cause then the scarcity would really, really show up. And you're talking about some undrafted free agents that would be starting and things like that. So this was fun. But it's got the gerbil on my rusty, like, hamster wheel spinning. It's squeaking up top and just saying, like, all right, let, let's go. Let's go further. Uh, but, yeah, looking forward to it. Next week we'll set up a time um, to do the defense. But, yeah, this was fun. 100%. Guys in the chat, y'all always are popping whenever me and John go live. I appreciate all of you guys coming with the interesting conversations as well as the football talk. Thank you guys so much. John, as always, uh, a great show, and we'll be back very soon with some more content. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.